Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of Digital Discussions Unfiltered. Today I've got an episode with the lovely Kate from Webhive Digital and oh my god do we cover a lot. Now this is possibly the longest podcast episode I've done to date but when you give it a listen you will totally understand why. Today we're answering the question of what website platform should I build my website on? It's a question that I see probably daily and I can understand that when there's so much option and choice there's a lot of overwhelm and you just kind of don't know where to go. So Kate is a fabulous website designer so I asked her to come on and share her thoughts And what we've actually done is we've essentially talked through the four biggest kind of players in the platform world and given you a bit of a rundown, there might be a few opinions in there, I'm not going to lie, but about what is going to be best for your business, how you kind of come to that agreement, how you kind of come to that end result. And then Kate's given us some really quick tips and advice on things that you can do now which are going to help you when it does come to the point where you want to build your website so i'm gonna stop rambling it is a very long episode i'm not gonna lie but it is an absolutely chock-a-block full of knowledge wisdom tips and advice kate is amazing so without further ado here is our conversation enjoy it if you can leave me a review in the apple podcast store and share it on your socials. Just tag me. I'm at Lorna Skelly UK, and I will share all of them as far and wide as I possibly can. But without further ado, here is our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so hey Kate, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. A little bit on the tired side, but I'm good. Oh, that's a shame. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm actually really excited about this one because I see all of these kind of conversations and these questions coming up in Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff. And it's just so frustrating. I don't know how you deal with that. (laughs) To be honest, I spend a lot of time in those Facebook groups responding to people, um, just trying to give them a a bit of advice and and help them out with it because um, I get that it's a really, really difficult thing to decide if you don't know yeah 100% yeah cool so as I do with all of my guests it's nice to kind of get to know the guest as a human being rather than as a business so I always challenge them with giving their life story from kind of birth till now in in 30 seconds and if you don't if you can't do it in 30 seconds all that I ask is that you make a five pound donation to the charity Mind do you think you're up for the challenge? Definitely am. And how could I even grumble at what the like negative to come out? Of? <laughs> how can you complain about that? So yeah, I'm up for it. I'm going to give it a try. Let's see how I do. Cool. Right. I've got my stopwatch ready. So ready? Yep. Go. Uh, hi, I'm Kate and I live in Essex with my husband and toddler. I'm a self-taught web designer and I have been designing and coding since I was 12 years old. Um, my other special skills include always having snacks on hand for my toddler and pouring the, perf- gin and, uh, uh, pouring the perfect gin and tonic. 
Wowzers. 22 <laughs> seconds. Oh my God. I reckon if I hadn't have had that little slip up there, I could have got that down to 15. That's nuts. That is absolutely <laughs> nuts. I've never heard somebody literally just smash it right out of the park. Well done. To be fair though, I am kind of known in my family for being that person that talks too much. So I think <laughs> that might be why. Not on this occasion. No. Whereabouts in Essex do you live? Uh, so I'm in Colchester, but I grew up in Braintree, which is a little bit more like, no, yeah. Colchester is quite north. Cool. I didn't know that. So I've learned yeah. something new. Yeah. Cool. So obviously today we wanted to really kind of hone in on all of your knowledge about websites, building them. And as small business owners, as we've briefly touched on, it's a bit of a touchy subject. So I guess the best place to start is is kind of platforms. You know, I think the, the most popular question that I see, I don't know about you, is what platform should somebody build their website on? It's a fully loaded question, but... Um. So oh, that is literally like a how long's a piece of string. Really, it depends on what you need from the platform. So for anybody that does know me and has seen me around, you will know that I'm I'm pretty anti-Wix, which I know can be quite controversial. But honestly, it just causes you more problems than solutions in the long run. Um, but it is a key player. So we should definitely include it in the list um Shopify comes up a lot for e-commerce um Squarespace comes up a lot for like service-based businesses and then WordPress which I would say is really like the all-rounder it's appropriate for any type of business Um, it's it's kind of the top dog isn't it it's the most known it's the most kind of customizable that kind of stuff I believe the statistic is that like 35% of every website on the internet is built on WordPress. So if you consider that there's also a huge percentage of those that have got like massively complex custom systems behind them and aren't on any of these platforms, um, they are the top dogs of um, CMS. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me, actually, to be fair. I think I thought it was a lot higher than that. Um, I mean, it was once upon a time, but... Yes. So I think that they, at one point, they probably were literally like... I wouldn't even like to guess, but I would say probably <laughs> at least 50%, if not higher. But I think obviously where I remember when Squarespace um, come out and they were, I was listening to the serial podcast. I don't know if you listened to that, you know, with the, um, cannot think of her name, but she did a, a podcast on this guy and this crime and whatever. And Squarespace were the sponsors for the podcast. And every time before the episode, they would come up as a sponsor. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to absolutely do me in as a web designer. Like no one's going to want to hire me anymore because Squarespace is saying that you can like do the, your website yourself on there. Um, but in reality, it's, it's actually quite similar to WordPress as in you can have custom designs from designers or you can, you know, give it a go yourself with their templates. Yeah, so I guess so. Let's let's focus on those four. There are, you know, let's. There's a caveat to this. There are other website builders out in the world. Oh my god, we're just gonna. <laughs> there's probably hundreds. Yeah. Um, but let's just we'll just focus on those four. So in terms of, I guess the biggest differences between the four, what would you say is, I get. Let's just talk through them. So in yeah. terms of like WordPress, what. Oh no, let's start the other end. So let's start with Wix. <laughs> let's do this logically. Let's start with Wix. <laughs> so obviously you've mentioned that, um, and you know, I follow you on Instagram. We chat on Instagram most days, to be fair. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, I have an understanding of, of the 
oh what's the word negativity around Wix I guess yeah yeah oh negative like um associations or whatever yeah 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 so why would you say that is why would you not recommend somebody use Wix so um I think the problem is with Wix is they come from a place of gearing themselves up for beginners so if you've got like a really small business like let's say you're a local plumber and they're like oh Wix is the great solution for this because you can just plug your information into this like our website builder and go um so that's kind of their appeal but the problem is there's there's just nothing bespoke about that so they have these templates they're very, very difficult to customise. As soon as you want to do anything specific, if you if you see a feature on another website and you think, oh, I want that, nine times out of ten, you can't do it on Wix. Um, and as you try to tweak and change it, that template that looked nice and clean originally ends up looking like an absolute hot mess. Um, and then the biggest problem with that is if you then go, oh, okay, I need to change this template and start again, you have to rebuild your entire website. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to just click this button and change like the look of it with another like pre-made template. Um, that to me is just, it, it goes from being something that's really simple, plug and play to absolutely not. And your website looks an absolute disaster and really unprofessional. Um so that's so what, I guess yeah. yeah so I guess that's kind of that kind of raises the point then of and actually this has come up quite in quite a few guest episodes it's thinking about the longevity of your business and Absolutely. trying to future proof it it's not you know it's really really easy and I can I fully empathize I can fully understand that okay t- tomorrow I'm going to start a business and holy crap I didn't realize that I've now got to be an accountant a marketing person <laughs> yeah I've got to design a website. I've got to design graphic. I, I, and I get kind of looking for the easy way out. But yeah. if you are trying to build something that you want to have an impact and you want to have longevity in, because as you've just mentioned, it's not it's not a case of, if you wanted to build a one-page website and that's it, and you've just wanted somewhere to kind of point people to that had all your contact details and that kind of thing, great. Yeah. Probably the, the ideal solution. Yeah. Especially if you wanted, you know, if you're in a place where you just want it to be as like really, really budget friendly, low cost. Yeah. So I think I kind of did a really quick bit of research. So I kind of Wix websites start from like three pounds a month. Yeah. But kind of 13 pounds a month if you're looking for e-commerce. So if you wanted to sell something and take payments on your website, you're kind of looking 13 to 22 quid a month. Yeah. And but, the other thing I will say about selling products on um Wix is that people do tend to find once they start to get a decent amount of products so if you're if you've kind of got over like you know 30 products the back end where you manage your products becomes completely unusable so it's just it it like it's slow it doesn't it doesn't work properly um and it's very hard to manage your orders so again that's that whole thing about scale if you're looking to build a business from the ground to something mega if you start on Wix, inevitably at some point you are going to have to rebuild your website somewhere else. It's just, yeah, I think it's just, that's a great point. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, I've heard people really bash Shopify and actually I really like Shopify because in terms of the size of catalogue, um, I had a client at the end of last year that, you know, she had probably in the region of like 2,000 SKUs. Wow. And we'd built, she had previously built it on a completely different platform, not one of these four. Yeah. Um, 
it was kind of custom, all of that kind of stuff. Really expensive job, but done kind of 10, 15 years ago. Mm, okay. And when we were thinking about kind of processes and making things really, really easy, the back end of Shopify in terms of organizing a catalog is actually really user-friendly. So yeah. comparing kind of Shopify to Wix on that sense, if you're if you're looking at selling products online, then I think it just, it comes down to knowing what, A, you want to do in the future, but actually right now, what's going to make your life easier? Because if something costs three quid, great. But if it takes you 10 hours to do something, whereas it could cost you, I don't know, 21 quid, I think Shopify is at the minute. Yeah but takes you an hour yeah I mean I know what I'd rather do absolutely and I, I will say I think um for someone that well, obviously this is very specific if someone is listening to this and thinking about starting a website where they want to sell products and you're looking at Wix just use Shopify like that I would say that is your that would be um the best place to either start or just like hit the ground running straight with Shopify except the hit on it costing a little bit more monthly because overall, it's going to serve you better, even in your initial months. Um, design wise, Shopify is much more like professional looking. It's limited, though. So I suppose the difference is with Wix, you can customize their templates, even though it doesn't end up looking great. You can. Whereas with yep. Shopify, their, their templates tend to be a, a little bit more fixed. Um, I do always say to people, and this might be because of what I do, but I can tell you if a site is built on Shopify within the first five seconds of looking at it. I just, yeah, I can. It's um, so funny. Yeah, you can, can't you, right? It's They all have that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But no. um, leading back to this whole, like, how it looks and, and looking professional, there's something about... Um, when someone can tell what it's built on or if it looks like another website that just instantly takes away some of that like professionalism from your website so mm. someone goes on your website and they're like oh wow like this looks great that's obviously that's ideal that's what you want but if they go on it and they're like oh this looks a bit like that other website that also sells this thing that that's not what you want and you do have that problem with Shopify I mean I think it's probably I'd argue from kind of a small, this is me playing devil's advocate again, sorry. Um, I think from kind of a small business point of view, I I wouldn't say that that would, that should hinder you, that should stop you. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the likes of people like me and you might be able to tell it's Shopify, but in the grand scheme of things, if it's a half decent website with great content on it, great imagery, great customer journey, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah. Um, but I, I say I do know what you're talking about. Like a Shopify template is a Shopify template, and that Absolutely. you know yeah. you can probably change the color. Yeah, I think. Am I right in saying that? You can do certain tweaks to it, and um, so I have worked with only a couple of clients, and I actually don't um, I don't work with Shopify anymore just because I find it quite limiting. But you can, like from my point of view as a web designer, I I could go in and build a custom um, Shopify website. But they yeah, so you can code it, can't you? You can, but they use a different uh, language to like what, like I suppose, more like standard ones would use. Mm -hmm. um, which means that you really you have to learn how to be a Shopify designer, and to me, that's yeah. just not not worth it. Um, but yeah, there is that option, and if you are kind of comfortable with code already, and you wanted to build a Shopify website, you might think, oh, I could probably teach myself this because they do have like a whole documentation on on their code language and how it works um so you could you can customize it but it's just 
if you're looking for more like of what a standard e-com business would would be looking at with it um then yeah the the templates are pretty samey and i kind of i mean for me i have done a little bit coding in my time but even that to me is overwhelming so yeah like i think it's just about working out from from a small business perspective it's about working out what you want it to do yeah now and in the future yeah and And how long sorry (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. But I was just going to say that it's a really good point because with Shopify, the the I don't think the pricing is bad in in initially. But as yeah. you want to add features and as it grows and expands, you do need to keep an eye on how much you're spending because very quickly you can end up having like pretty high monthly costs. Yeah, but that's a great point. Yeah, so this is again, and this is probably going to come up as a running theme in every platform we talk about here. You have to think about where you want your business to be. Maybe not in like five years, because if it does well, you can probably afford to hire like someone like me or whoever and have them do something custom. But if you're thinking in a year you want your business to have like tripled in size or whatever, you need to look at how much that's going to cost you on a platform like Shopify. Yeah, because I think that's actually a really valid point point to bring up because I I always seem to kind of forget that. So within Shopify, correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, um, you add certain features by what they call apps. So if you wanted to add, uh, I don't know, product reviews, if you wanted to add certain things those apps some of them are free and some of them cost money is that right yeah that's right yeah and to be honest like most of the decent ones are are probably going to cost you money um and also your monthly cost goes up as you I don't have it in front of me which is annoying I probably should have pulled it up so I could give you an example of how they increase but as you want to add certain features your monthly cost will go up as well but yeah also the apps are they can get pretty pricey so I think I, I literally jotted down some prices really, really quickly. So I, I've got that Shopify starts from 29 US dollars a month and can yeah. go anywhere up to 300 or 299 yes, although, US dollars a month. Also, and I found this when I was doing some research for a blog post a couple of weeks ago, there is, it is possible to pay up to like two grand a month for Shopify. I yeah. believe it's on their... Um, it's on their plus. Yeah. 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 So... Um, that client that I was using that we moved from, so we literally, it was that was my project. We moved her from this old kind of platform over to Shopify. So she had to have a whole custom built site. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I think she was paying, I think we ended up at about £1,800 a month. Crikey. Um, and we hired a web developer in the States. And I think the whole site cost her for the development about 36, 37 grand. Oh my God. So like, but it is a big website and it but it's yeah, a big business. We're talking like two million turnover. So like it's she you know, she was good for it, but yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. just it kind of goes to show that actually whether you're a small business now and you wanna be a big business, you know, the the likes of Gymshark who have just announced that they're now over a billion dollar company, they're built on Shopify. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's definitely doable. I just think and I suppose another way of looking at it is if it had been built, and I'm going to use WordPress, I know we haven't got to it yet, but if it had been built on WordPress initially, it yep. wouldn't be costing so much money monthly. However, yeah. the startup costs would have been more. So that is, yes. we'll get to that. But inevitably, like you're, you're, you're going to be parting with money, more money than if you use Wix, for example. But 
Um, yeah, this is why it's so important to research them first so you figure out what's going to work for your business plan. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. And so in terms of kind of, so obviously we've touched on Wix. Wix, you can kind of have the, the service-based business or, or the e-com kind of side of things. Shopify, um, I think, I feel like we're on the same page that Shopify is probably more e-com. Yes, absolutely. Where, where does Squarespace fit into that? So like, obviously I touched on it a little bit earlier. I would say Squarespace were probably entering the market to try and compete with WordPress because they're like, oh, we, we offer e-com and you can blog and whatever. But I would say Squarespace is best suited for a service-based business who um, maybe just has like, you know, the homepage, service pages, contact. And, what, and this is the big thing about Squarespace. Yes, there's lots of templates and yes, they're really beautiful. But if you don't have high quality images, nine times out of 10, Squarespace templates are not really going to work for your website. So Ooh, why, is, why is that then? Because their templates, I would say probably nine times out of 10, their templates rely heavily on imagery. So Fine. if you're coming at it from, I don't know, like, oh, I'm an accountant and I want a website and I want it to look nice. And you're like, oh, that template's really nice. As soon as you then get it onto your site you're then like, oh, I need a big image to go there. And then so it's, okay, do I buy stock images? Or do sure. I buy some for free? And it just, because you're, again, because it's template-based, um, you're restricted to what they offer and they are largely image-based. That's really interesting, actually. I, I've literally had, you know, I've built a few websites in my time, but nothing nothing to your level. But I've never touched Squarespace. So that's that's really interesting. I just kind of, I had a kind of feeling that, I know that they can do e-commerce, but I've heard that, like, probably not for a bigger catalogue. So no. if I, really, really small. Yeah, again, I think it would be like Wix. Ultimately, I think if you if you did an e-commerce site on Squarespace, you would quickly realise that, that what you need is not offered within their platform. So it's, it's, it's the best way I can describe it is they like half-assed offer it. They offer it because they know it's it's a pool, but yeah. there just isn't the same level of like support or tools or third-party integrations that are available with Shopify and WordPress. That makes so much sense. And yeah. I think I've actually seen a lot of kind of, um, obviously being kind of B2B myself, I've seen a lot of membership kind of websites on Squarespace. Yeah. Is um, that something that you would like, is that kind of the use for it? Do you reckon it's, it is more kind of service based. It's pages. It's not, it's not yeah. products, is it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I think the thing is with a membership site is you don't have to have huge amounts of functionality behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing with Squarespace is that it's fine if you don't need anything particularly technical going on behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, as soon as if you were to get into memberships and then maybe you were also offering, like, courses or you needed, like, tiered memberships. And, and you know, once it started to get bigger and bigger, I think, again, you would probably find it might not be the best solution. Um, and again, with Squarespace, it's another one like Shopify, where as you need to increase your features and add stuff, the price goes up. So again, it's like, you might be like, oh, I just I just want to do a website for my like bricks and mortar shop. And then you might want to add products later. So you'll do it on Squarespace. And then as you start to add e-commerce and stuff, you'll be like, okay, well, this is costing me a lot more than what it was initially. Maybe I need to change my template. And yeah, and also with um, Squarespace, the templates, 
um, you tend to pay more for the sort of template that you would want to use. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So I think we're going in the right direction. We're, we're heading towards the big dog. <laughs> but before we get there, um, so in terms of kind of Squarespace, just because I wrote them down just beforehand, yeah. uh, which you'll be pleased to know, I don't have any costings for WordPress whatsoever, but we'll, we'll explain why in a minute. Yeah. Um, so Squarespace kind of starts at about £13 a month and can go anywhere up to kind of £37 a month yeah. in terms when you get to e-commerce. But as you've said, the more kind of you start doing, the more likely you're going to, that price is going to increase and probably quite dramatically. So yeah. Oh, and actually, so an- another thing to add with pricing for that, I think for most like, de- they do have some free ones, but for most decent templates, you're looking at probably about like 200 pound 180 200 I think is quite a popular price um and a lot of people who stick with Squarespace do go on to work with a web designer who can customize the templates for them interesting yeah that's really interesting so well I've definitely learned a lot I hope anybody that's listening <laughs> has because I've never used I've never touched Squarespace so it's always fascinated me a little bit so okay so let's say for argument's sake we've got a small business and they've started out on Wix and now um everything's gone to pop because it doesn't do what I want it to do what are we going to work with Kate (laughs) well I literally am the WordPress fangirl my laptop actually has a WordPress sticker on the bottom of it so when I'm like (laughs) trotting around town with it I'm just like absolutely promoting WordPress all the time Um, love it so I love WordPress because I've been using WordPress for probably like over eight years now so and the thing that I used to build websites before like the CMS platform behind the scenes was the thing that then people like they use before WordPress is on the scene and then they all naturally gravitated to WordPress um the oh, well I don't even know where to begin with like the, there's so, there's so many uh so for a small business owner the good thing about WordPress is that it gives you the option to scale when none of the other platforms can offer it in the same capacity. So you could start out with a one page website and you could take that all the way up to fully fledged e-commerce with a blog and insane SEO, um, beautifully custom design that is completely geared around all your business goals. Um, but But your website will have you'll have you'll have stayed with that platform the whole time so you'll be comfortable with how it works you'll know how to edit all your content add products add blog posts whatever it is you want to do um, I'm kind of aware that we're talking a lot about e-commerce here so I want to you know it's not it's not just e-commerce that that we're talking about you know it's quite yeah 100% yeah um yeah I feel like I've just vomited a load of positive things about it. <laughs> okay right let me okay let's rein it in a little bit so let's go for some let's let's get some questions okay so in terms of wordpress i think the the biggest thing that i see i'm a wordpress girl my my website's built on wordpress yeah it's not it's not the best because i did it myself um what are you talking about it looks absolutely fine it's lovely (laughs) thanks um and i i think the the biggest questions and the biggest kind of um pushback I've ever heard is it just looks really overwhelming really daunting you know it's not it's probably not I think unless you've got that element of wanting to be even remotely techie I'm I'm very much the kind of person that I'm like oh what does this button do if I press this what's going to happen yeah and that's that's just how I learn yeah um whereas I completely understand that some people just don't want to get involved and so when they're presented with the WordPress 
dashboard and then they can see that they can change the CSS and they can add templates and they can add WooCommerce and they can add this and they can all of a sudden it's like a massive black cloud of overwhelm yeah so what would you I guess what would be your advice to somebody that through this conversation they've gone okay yeah definitely don't want Wix I want to be on one platform I completely agree with Kate and I want to stick with one platform but actually it's really fucking scary yeah like what what would you what would be your kind of first point of advice I guess I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something which is just purely for a joke but you should just fire me because I (laughs) (laughs) but no in all seriousness um that is I would say the biggest con to WordPress is that it's got the steepest learning curve but once you get an understanding for how it works I think like you do you tend to roll with it quite quickly it's just that it it's it's not geared up necessarily just for end users. It's also geared up for people like me. So they have to make it a bit more techie. Um, the best thing you can do is read up on it and follow some simple how-to guides. So you can find loads of videos on YouTube and stuff where people will just talk you through the WordPress dashboard and where you can find everything. Um, going back to what I do for my clients that aren't currently on WordPress. So if I've built them like a brand new website or we've moved them over from another platform, I tend to do them like a how-to guide with screenshots and little videos, if, if that's helpful too, for how they can do like their common tasks. But equally, if you're doing it yourself, you can Google all of this and find visual walkthroughs that will help you. And once you've done it once, you'll get, you'll get it. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna have to agree with that because I've never had any formal training and I built my website myself so although I am the kind of person that like oh what does that do oh crap I broke it how do I fix it but it you can literally find videos on everything absolutely not even just WordPress like literally anything (laughs) YouTube is amazing for I mean and not just YouTube like blog posts like there's and because WordPress has been around so long and because it's open source it means that like there is a way to do everything. You're not going to come across something where people go, oh, you can't do that on WordPress. You can just do everything on WordPress. So, And there will be someone that wants the website traffic, so they've made a tutorial on it and put it on their blog and they want you to click on it and they want to help you. So it may seem scary, but it's probably got the most resources for help. Okay, so if somebody, let's say, for example, somebody listened to this has gone, yep, don't want Wix. I've, I've decided against Shopify and Squarespace. Where do they start with WordPress? Because obviously, I just want to highlight the fact that there are two different types of WordPress. Yeah, there, there's a significant difference. Yeah, um, I'm going to let you explain that. Mm-hmm. And where do they kind of where do they begin? What is kind of if they were to build it, want to build it themselves? And you know, small businesses, we don't have much budget. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Although somebody like Kate, I'm just going to reiterate every single that I do in every single podcast, this kind of stuff is an investment. It is not an expense. Absolutely. Hiring somebody like Kate is going to save you time. It's going to save you effort, headaches, pulling your hair out, crying into a bottle of wine. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've been there. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) From experience having your keyboard. Like, why would you say somebody help me um (laughs) but just yeah I just I have to I always push that point hiring somebody else to do the things that you don't know how to do you've got no interest in doing is always going to be more beneficial for you however 
completely empathize that not everybody has money and you know we're now technically in a recession yeah all of that kind of stuff if somebody was going to do it themselves where would they begin so the first thing is wordpress.com and wordpress.org are not the same thing <clears throat> when we're talking about wordpress we're talking about wordpress.org because that is the open source version of wordpress where you can completely customize everything yourself you don't end up with all these additional monthly charges for as you add features. Whereas WordPress.com is a little bit more like, well, I say it's more like Square. Actually, if you were going to go with WordPress.com, you would actually just be better off to use Shopify or Squarespace because it's it's actually more limiting than they are. So it's kind of, it's and it's been around for ages and it's, it's better than it was, but it's their offering where it's a little bit more managed but in terms of how your website looks and everything like that you're stuck with templates um customization really quite limited would would you not compare it to wix maybe i'd say it's a little bit better than wix from um maybe from my opinion as a web designer like if okay let's say if we looked at something like seo wordpress.com would probably be slightly better than wix in that department um but and but then like you don't have a drag and drop thing so yeah actually maybe I would put it on par with Wix but in very different ways but in terms of like how suitable it would be for you I just wouldn't nine times out of ten you're going to realize you made a mistake and that you want to be on WordPress at all so just just don't just ignore it (laughs) (laughs) and there is um there is an element of it to my understanding correct me if I'm wrong that uh, on wordpress.com it's not it's hosted for you whereas wordpress.org is self-hosted yes so that's the next big thing about wordpress.org that makes it different to the other platforms we've talked about and that is that your domain name so yourbusiness.com and you're going to need hosting which is server space that your website lives on so the reason for this is is and this is probably like it is a pro to wordpress is wordpress.org is free so you don't you're not paying anything for that but you like the hosting and the server space is kind of what you pay for as an alternative so that with Shopify and Squarespace and Wix they host your website for you without hosting just to kind of explain it a bit more if you have a yourwebsite.com and you built a website somewhere but there's no hosting for it it doesn't live anywhere it doesn't exist yeah, it doesn't exist the dot com you, you can see it you can look at it you can admire it all you like no but nobody else can. can see it absolutely yeah so it's yeah the other platforms offer hosting whereas with wordpress.org because it's free you arrange your own hosting um typically it's just easy to do this through the same company for like you'll probably pay something like under 10 pound a month um, it really varies, but like you can get you can get deals as cheap as like three pound a month, and for like a, a basic WordPress website, that would be fine. If you think you're going to have a lot of traffic, or if it's e-commerce, you might want to go for a for a plan that's more maybe around the ten pound a month mark. Um, most hosts are well versed in WordPress, and if you told them the type of site you had, they would advise which plan was best, just for like the space you need and the traffic it's going to be handling. Hundred percent, and I think I'm trying to think if I, I was just while well, I, I put myself on mute. Like, did I mention that in my SEO podcast episode? Because <laughs> your hosting is going to have a big impact, people, on yeah. the site, uh, your the speed of your site. So, hosting is very important. If you go with a cheap host that doesn't give you enough space, um, 
is down all the time, is slow, whatever. That is one element of what we talk about in SEO with site speed. So one thing to bear in mind. Okay, so somebody has downloaded wordpress.org and they've bought their domain and they're hosting they're no longer just looking at it and admiring it themselves <laughs> what's next um so once you've got sort of wordpress installed and most hosting companies will give you a one-click installer for it as well so you don't have to worry about downloading it you can just go in and like put your options in and, and install it that way then you'll be met with the dashboard um it will <laughs> then this is the moment that people are like oh god no I'm joking it's really not that bad um so once you familiarize yourself with the dashboard the next thing you need to do is decide what route you're going to go down for the design of your website so if you're going to go for like a pre-made theme then you need to purchase it there are some free ones but I would say nine times out of ten they're not going to be suitable for your needs the the free side of themes for WordPress is not great but you can get themes for as little as like 30 like 25 30 pound um or obviously hire someone like me or you might decide to design it yourself there's page builder plugins you can use um i like in terms of page builder plugins i like elementor because it's really visual and you can drag and drop but there's also divi beaver builder um i'm not going to go too much into this because we're going to get massively techy they are so good just as a just as a side note i i'm fully transparent i don't care <laughs> i use divi on my website Okay, cool. I'm not a so, fan of Divi. Only I just prefer Elemental, but I think there's, there's. I mean, it's one of those things you ever use one or the other. Absolutely. I've never used Elemental, so yeah. I, I can't comment. It's very but. much two camps, and then you get the people that are using like other stuff that aren't really as good as either of them. But yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so you've got those options for like the design side of things. One thing I would say, um, and actually this applies to all your websites, and maybe is even something that would come up later but I would recommend writing out even if it's just a first draft all of your website content before you look at the design okay I ask clients to give me all of their written website content before I will even begin to think about a design because you might be like oh that's really really nice and then when you start to think about your content and then it doesn't work and then before you know it you're tweaking a design or changing it or you're adding filler content that you don't need to work with the design so that's just one thing I would say as a very good point before you get started with any of them but especially with WordPress because you have so much choice definitely just figure out what your content is what content you're going to have that is such a good point actually because I think that's probably something that a lot of people skip yeah um and you know I'll be brutally honest I probably didn't think about my content before I built it no, um don't. You just so, like design. You want to get visual straight away, don't you? You're like, what's this going to look like? And yeah, yeah. Very good point. Okay, cool. Is there any kind of any other advice that you would use if somebody was trying to build their own website themselves? Um, from an SEO point of view, uh, so and this is kind of leading back to the content. Do a first draft pick your design, put it all in place, install an SEO plugin on WordPress, and then use that to do your final edit of your content because you will need to insert keywords and you might need to change the text. So what you don't want to do is perfect your content and then go back in at a later date and do the SEO work. Because I have had that before with clients that have hired me to do um, SEO work. They get very attached to what specific pages say. And then I'm like, well, you need to add keywords in this. So I'm going to have to change it. And that it just becomes a whole thing. If they've hired a copywriter, they're upset that 
that work's being changed. So just consider that. Equally, when you're choosing a design, you need to consider SEO in that as well. So you should look at, obviously, um, the sort of plus points of the themes, for example, if you're using a theme, um, and see if they mention that it's SEO friendly in there. Anything to do with speed optimization is the sort of thing you want to look for. One thing you can do is take their demo site and run it through um, Google Page Speeds and see how it comes out. And if it's loading like over, well, the goal is three seconds, but if it's loading over five, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't use it. Great bit of advice. Glad Amazing bit of advice. with that. Because again, a lot of people just absolutely side kick it. They just, just absolutely fly past it. It's, yeah. as you said before, it's very much as human beings, you know, we're very visual people yeah. we just we want to see and be able to look and touch and feel things yeah and it's all the other stuff that you don't realize that when you're trying to even when you're starting out it's obviously going to be better for you in the long run to try and get things as close to right at the beginning rather than you know make work for yourself in the long run Absolutely. Like I had someone email me recently and she wants some speed optimization work done to her WordPress website. And I put it through some speed checkers to see what was going on with it. And the biggest thing slowing down her site is her theme. So I've had to go back to her and say, you know, like, really, you need a redesign because at the very least, you need to install a different theme because this is the, the biggest issue. And some some designers will happily go in and make tweaks to themes. But I've learned from experience that sometimes you go in and you change one thing and it has a knock-on effect on 10 other things because you didn't build it and you don't know how it works. So just, it's, again, it's future-proofing, right? You might not be thinking about SEO right now, but you absolutely should be, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but if you're not like making the right steps now, you're just going to have to go back and do it all over again at a later date. And that is for your, your platform choices and everything, but especially, yeah, for your design stuff on WordPress. So true. Okay, so I, I mean, I'm just conscious of time. Um, oh, no, I can't believe we've talk, talked about this for this long. And you were nervous at the beginning. Can you believe it? I know. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have anything to say, but yeah. <laughs> He's told you it's just the conversation with me. Just ignore the 500 people that are going to listen to it later. Um, <laughs> joking. Um, oh, I do have so, one thing actually. Sorry that I just think. Yeah, no, that's what I was just going to ask. Then. Um, I feel like we've covered off WordPress in the same way as the other ones. Yeah, um, A lot of the plugins and extensions for WordPress are free. There are premium ones that you pay for, but like adding e-commerce, for example, which is the WooCommerce extension, that's free. There's a lot, a lot of extensions on top of that or different extensions for your site, like social sharing plugins, online booking plugins, pay by PayPal, calendars, like membership stuff, loads of stuff. Um, that is free. So I would say that is one of the big pros of it. Although you should always do your research and make sure that like enough people have used it and the reviews are okay. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I would say is you, you generally have a free or very low budget option to expand it. So I guess in a way, just to kind of round up on WordPress, and I think a lot of this is probably going to come from my personal experience. So, you know, let's, let's, not battle it out, but let's <laughs> agree or disagree or just talk about it. Yeah. Um. I, I would say that 
especially from a small business point of view, I guess the roundup is that WordPress can be essentially totally free. Yes. But at the cost... Yeah, Yeah, sorry, you're getting there. (laughs) But at the cost of learning, at the cost of maybe hiring somebody if you don't want to learn. And all the kind of, all of the different elements, aside from a theme, like I think, you know, Divi probably costs, I mean, I didn't buy it. My dad bought it, but <laughs> that's, that's for another occasion. <laughs> he, he builds websites as well. So I just kind of ah, right tagged then. along. Um, but that, you know, that's quite a big investment to begin with. Yeah. But aside from that, even when you kind of, you know, I've got e-com, I've got WooCommerce on my website. Yeah. Um, the only thing that it costs me money is is hosting, is yeah. my domain name and kind of transactional fees. So I use Stripe. Yeah. So it's not until somebody actually buys something do I then, you know, see a little bit of an impact. But even that is just like 2 or 3% or something ridiculous. Yeah. Plus, obviously, you're making a sale, right? So it's like if you didn't have yeah. that, you wouldn't have made that money at all. So that, that's just one of those things, isn't it, really? Precisely. Yeah. So but then in terms of kind of the downsides of – WordPress, although I feel like I know what you're going to say, there isn't really any. <laughs> what would you say would be the biggest kind of, if we're going pros and cons, what's the biggest cons of WordPress? Okay. Org? There definitely there is, and this is kind of my, this is very round up as well. In comparison to the other platforms, there is a higher startup cost to WordPress. So, sure. Although you're going to be future-proofed and all that great stuff, if you are starting a business from like nothing and you're not confident in choosing a theme and maybe in, inserting your content and that kind of thing, it yeah, it, the startup costs are high. So if you want to pay someone like me, for example, that's a higher cost than what that you would have on another platform. But then your monthly costs are so much lower. So it. I think if you worked it out over the course of a year or two years, you would probably find you'd be about breaking even. But it really does depend on what point your business is at and what sort of investment you can make. But again, I'd, I'd argue expense investment because well, yeah, when you're investing that kind of money, you're you know you've got to have a certain level of in your mind that this is going to succeed. If you've got to believe in yourself and Absolutely. it. Yeah. It is an investment. You know, if I, I'll be brutally honest, I've looked at some people's websites and I know that they're built on Wix. Yeah. Sometimes they're built on the free version of Wix. Yes. And regardless, you know, I don't think I'm that much of a judgy person, but me seeing that, I'm like, well, actually, wait a minute. You can't even be bothered to invest in your business website. Yeah. Why the hell should I invest in you? And actually, this is a whole point I haven't even touched on. I'm not going to go into it in a massive way. But this is one of my biggest things that I say to people is, and yes, I'm a web designer, so I know I look at it from this point of view. But if I see a website and I can tell that it's DIY or they haven't invested in it in some way, and again, I can tell some of these like not investing things because I know, but you can tell with stuff like that it's got the Wix logo at the bottom or, you know, stuff doesn't look right or whatever why would I want to buy something from them or why would I want to book their services? Because what it kind of says to me is they're brand new. Are they even going to fulfill what I need? Um, They aren't making any money out of their business yet. So how do I know that like this is a good investment for me? And and there's all that kind of stuff that comes up in your mind off the back of that. It's kind of like someone sends you 
a brochure and it's got like clip art in it and you're like (laughs) who made this and why whereas if someone sends you a lovely slick brochure with like beautiful images and everything's aligned right you're like wow this company's a big deal that's kind of the comparison I guess is that people will judge your website in like under three seconds of looking at it so you need to make sure and they're gonna know almost instantly if they're gonna book you or buy your products or read your blog or whatever it is that your goal is with your website um so and and you know I don't I don't want to I completely agree with you but I I don't want to I want to kind of counterbalance that in a way that I know some of the people that are going to listen to this episode it's it's not the fact that everyone starts somewhere we're not saying under any circumstances that that it's better to not have a website at all than to have one of these freebies what we're saying what we're trying to say is that you have to come to a point where you kind of go actually I'm going to invest a little bit It's, it's fucking scary but I'm I'm going to invest a little bit of money in this because actually the return that I'm going to get and it's all psychological with marketing generally speaking it's psychological yeah because if I can see that you've invested in yourself then actually yeah like regardless of if you started yesterday you might have 10 years experience somewhere else and so that it it's just about psychology it's just about having that kind of belief in yourself and your business in the first place I think yeah absolutely um so if if you're investing and like let's say you haven't even made your first sale and let's say you're even announcing that to people and sending them to your website if they go on your website and it looks professional and legit and everything works people are going to be like wow they really believe in this so yeah yeah you can look at it from two ways it's but it yeah and there is, you know, you just you just said legit as well. There is an element of legitimacy as well yeah. because spending nine years in e-commerce, I can tell you firsthand that if your website, I think we've all seen them, when you see whether it's a Facebook ad or whether you click on something, some website and it looks like it was built in the 80s, it's got yeah. a massive PayPal button in the middle of it. Yes. I probably do not trust that if I give that website my money, I'm going to get the thing in return. Oh my God, yes. That actually reminds me that, you know, in lockdown where everyone was trying to get stuff and like everything was sold out, you might have noticed this as well. I really struggled to get cat food for my cat. Yeah. And I don't know why I had to say for my cat. It was obviously... <laughs> But <laughs> I don't know why I had to clarify that. Um, but I ended up having to go online and find um, kind of like a whole trailer. <laughs> oh, that's throwing me off. Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, I had to go and find a wholesaler. And it was a website like this. It had like a big buy now from PayPal. And like the whole mm. design was awful. But it, nowhere else had any stock of cat food. And I was like, well, how am I going to feed my cat in lockdown? Um, and I spent two weeks waiting for it which is way longer than I should have and the whole time I was like I'm probably not going to get this I've probably lost my money and I just had I only bought out of desperation because I, I needed to feed my cat it was if mm. I had had any other option and I did leave their website go and try and find other ones that looked more legit with stock and the only reason I went with them was because I was desperate in reality yeah. if that was now no way would I have bought from them so and yeah like I said like my whole buyer experience was terrible I spent the whole time worrying I wasn't going to get it um I wouldn't recommend them I don't yeah social media you know like it's not it's not the ideal experience yeah so there's a there's you know there's that trust factor as well so fabulous um I'm 
we've talked for ages and I feel like we could keep going I know we're talking about user experience I'm like oh my god there's so much you could say there as well and it's just yeah. you can come back on the podcast let's, do, let's, let's say that we'll have another episode um, so in terms of I always kind of like to give people kind of one to three things to take away that they can go and do now have you got any kind of really quick short things <laughs> I can't talk today I'm really sorry <laughs> um anybody that's listening to this could kind of take away and go yeah I'm gonna go do that yeah okay so um first of all do your own research on all the platforms don't just let this conversation guide you you can if you google like what's the best website platform for my business I'm pretty sure I've written at least three blog posts on this and so many other people have Go through them, have a look, read a few different ones because everything you read is going to be geared up for one platform specifically. Find the best one for you. Uh, the next one, and this is something I get my design clients to do, but I also think could be really helpful for you choosing uh, what sort of design you want to go with, which can also help with platform choice, is make a Pinterest board of and put in that board all the designs that you like that you feel visually reflect your business. So this will help you with stuff like branding and what kind of sort of layout and structure you want to have. Um, and then off the back of that, I would, like I said earlier, write your website content out, collect any images up that you know you definitely want to use. If you've only got a couple, then you might want to start looking into free stock photos versus paid stock photos. Um, and just generally get yourself a little bit of like a toolkit going on before you get to, okay, maybe I've installed WordPress and I'm looking at this dashboard and I don't know where to go next. It's kind of that like rabbit in headlights, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you just give yourself a bit of like a, you just need to come to it feeling prepared because then I think it's going to help you make a lot of the decisions moving forward rather than being like, I need a website. What platform should I use? I need a domain name. Like don't start there. Plan first. Great advice. Love it. Cool. Thank you so, so, so much for this lovely, lengthy conversation. I think it's been really good, actually. I've really enjoyed it. I am slightly worried that I've just talked a load of absolute like, and people are going to be like, what on earth is she even saying? I just really hope this has given people a more of an understanding on the platforms and a way to figure out what might work best for them. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think when you kind of from I remember god it was a long time ago now but I remember going well how do I know what to choose like how do I there's so many when you're given too many options you just kind of go uh what yeah yeah and so just I think just having a perspective from from your side but also kind of me playing a little bit of devil's advocate well yeah but why yeah (laughs) like that annoying six-year-old like why it's great um need you need that it, it just kind of, it allows you to then start the work, I guess, yeah. because, you know, as you've just said, just try and plan before you do. And essentially all we're saying is just try and work out what's best for you because we're, you know, it's 2020 and we're all in this state of comparison and whatever else. Yeah. And it's very much like, well, they've got this kind of website, so I should have this kind of website. That is not the case. Yes. I like WordPress. You like WordPress. Yeah. But actually, WordPress might not work for you, the person listening. Yeah. So it's just about working out what is best for you and then being able to weigh up all of your different options and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Kate. Thanks so for me. I guess just to kind of round up, if anybody is listening and would like to work with a fabulous website designer, Thank you. where can people find you? Where do you hang out? All of that kind of stuff. Take um, it away. As you know, I'm often on Instagram. Uh, and my So my business name is WebHive Digital. So you can find me at WebHive Digital or at WebHiveDigital.com if you want to see some of my work and learn more about what I do. Um, as a little side note, I am starting a free Facebook group soon on lead generation. So it's kind of before you get to the website point, maybe, where you're looking to just start out in business um, and you want to look at some different ways that you can generate uh, clients for a service-based business. I know we talked a lot about products in this, but um, I thought that might be of interest. Amazing. Thank you. Oh, that sounds really cool, actually. I might have to uh, jump on in there. <laughs> it's so funny. I just I mentioned it on stories and people were really into it. And I was like, oh, guys, I can probably do like some sort of free training on this. And as you know now, I, love it. I can talk a lot about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, cool. Thank you so much for your time Thank and sharing you. your wisdom. Thank you. And um, I'm sure we'll catch up on Instagram at some point. Absolutely. I'll speak to you soon. Cool. Thanks, Kate. Take care. Bye.